0: Hump Day, good morning, welcome. A gorgeous day here in the Valley of the Sun. Spring training is over. Easter's on the way. And opening day starts tomorrow. And I did find, I didn't know this, Uh, I was driving in this morning, and I heard Arizona's playing Colorado opening day. So uh, how about that, our two biggest markets going toe to toe and and of course uh I guess uh, a rematch of the playing game from last year uh just you know only been, our ace is not going uh Zach granke's got a, a I don't know a tired arm I guess so uh we're, we're gonna throw Patrick Corbin today I think the 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 Rockies are throwing gray uh and baseball season this year something else to keep us all distracted and and wow, speaking of distracted, what a, I will say this, even I have been caught off guard about what's happened in just the last 24 hours. I'll bring you all up to speed. Of course, our toll-free number, 800 951 the website, I'm proud to say it, it's a pretty darn good one, at allamericangold.com make it part of your daily routine. We update that thing Monday through Friday uh, with all different articles, videos to try to keep you informed and boy, it's getting everything moves so fast. I mean, when I was doing this show yesterday, the Dow was up a couple hundred points. The gold and silver were down but coming back and and, and I was like, man, the way it's looking, the, the Dow's going to Rise I, I and I said it on there. I didn't I thought gold and silver were gonna come back with it. And then chaos happened. The Dow ended up down over 300 points. Uh, the bond market, uh everybody went into the bond market. And, and this is something we'll talk about in the next segment of what it really means. Uh, why did the bond market, why did the yields fall? And and especially if they're gonna be raising rates and doing all that stuff. Uh very, very interesting times. Uh the the trade war is is it back on? Is it not back on? Uh looks like it is back on. And then we had apparently Kim Jong un North Korea. He got on his train. I guess they, they got this train that apparently is the envy of every <laughs> everybody i don't know yeah maybe he doesn't trust airplanes he he took a plane to china yesterday the chinese last night this morning came out and said that uh north korea says that they are for a nuclear free peninsula and that got Uh, Gold down, you know, just kind of, not that people were owning gold because of it, but that was just a reason uh, for a little more of a sell-off. It had the Dow rallying, uh, and then things again this morning are kind of coming back and going the other way. Uh, The Dow was higher right this second, and it has been whipsawing between higher and lower. The NASDAQ has been lower all day. Uh, reports now that Amazon may be the next target, of course. Uh, you know, Amazon doesn't have to pay sales tax, and, and so uh, is that going to change? That is a possibility. And then the, the Facebook stuff, if you go out to our website today, Ramon, down down towards the bottom, There's a, a, it's only a couple minutes, a, a, a little video clip of what Facebook was doing. And it's it's disgusting. It's shameful. It's it should be criminal, right? Someone should be arrested. I mean, they they apparently on your phone, if you had uh, the Facebook app or or something, and I I think you had to have the app. Facebook tracked everything: all your phone calls, all your text messages. I don't know how, but but they did. And they're trying to say that that's what you agreed to. I, I don't know. Uh, but, but nonetheless, if you go out there, they are now setting up a way for you to block that information. So if there's any good part is they finally got caught, right? Not that. Listen, they were obviously doing it on purpose. They just got caught. And now that they've gotten caught, they're going to show us all how you can block them from taking that information. Uh, and, you know, Mark Zuckerberg's going to testify in front of Congress. And, and again, when you're super rich, apparently the same laws don't apply. You can go in and, and spy on everybody, and I'm sure they'll pay, pay a fine, admit no wrongdoing. You know the drill. Yeah, we're not going to confirm or deny that we did anything but uh, we're going to pay this money and we'll call it good and move on uh but it was very interesting it go out to all american gold uh down towards the bottom it's just, it's only a couple minutes uh but fascinating what they were really doing i don't know how and and yes i i think about all the effort we went to you know we have facebook here we use it we post the podcast on it and and Part of me wants to say, hey, that's it, they're out, we're done with them. But the reason why we put it up there was to get the millennials, you know, we put Facebook and Twitter uh, for all the millennials out there. Uh, so so I want to make sure that if you have Facebook and you want to block that information, uh, you can. I, and I'm sure you can just Google it, uh, you can now do so. Uh, so I'd recommend that you do, because it's really kind of creepy. That kind of creepy. It was creepy, uh, and you can uh, go out to the website and listen to that video. Uh, but when we get back, we're going to talk about what happened yesterday, what, why there was a big sell-off, what happened in the bond market, and then what it means uh, going forward. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. There was two economic reports out. I think we need to talk about that, and then we'll talk about what's 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 happening in the market. So today we got pending home sales and a revision. They call it the final revision, to fourth quarter GDP. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not the final revision. It's just the the last time they tell you about it, and then. A year from now, they go back and revise. So all the GDP numbers get revised for years, by the way. Uh, but but this is the last time they're going to tell us about it. Uh, we'll start with the GDP number, because that was the best one. It went from 2.5. This was fourth quarter, so this was last year. 2.5 to 2.9. Now, everyone knew it was going to go up. Everyone was thinking about 2.7. Went to 2.9. And they said it all was consumer spending, which is going to tie into something we'll talk about here in a minute, but, but that was better. I don't think anybody cared, but it was better. Then we had pending home sales, and this is where, where things got a little weird, but, not, you know, it's government data. So they said, pending home sales increased more than expected, and I was like, Really? wow that was a shocker but what happened was now of course this was a february number january's number was the worst decline and i forget how long they revised january's number to 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 much even worse a lot worse than the original number uh to make it appear like it was better in february And and i'll just say this i don't know uh it doesn't matter seasonally adjusted and all that other stuff, pending home sales were down about 4.4% in the first two months of 2018 compared to 2017. I think that's all that really mattered. But depending on which headline, you'll see a bunch of headlines that make it look like it was a lot better than what it was. It really wasn't. It wasn't horrible. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't uh, as bad as January, but it it wasn't great either. Home sales, on average, it looks like, you know, at least in the first two months, we're going to be down about 4.5% year over year as far as home sales go. Uh, And and that, that was the economic data today. But let's get back to yesterday. Yesterday, Wall Street turns around and ends up down almost 400 points, 300. I think he actually got down 400 points, but finished down uh, over 300 points. There was a lot of technical damage. Uh, And they're talking about 100-day and 200-day moving averages and all. And I won't bore you with that, uh, all of that detail. But there was a major sell-off in the 10-year note yield. Which has compressed the bond market, and I know a lot of you are like, "Hey, this is it's not real comedy." Here's what's happening: the the bond market spread, the amount of interest you get from a four week note or a thirty day note to a two year note to a ten year note is is shrinking, and and of course they they're calling it the flattening of the yield curve, and if the united states is supposed to grow in other words if the economy is supposedly growing if interest rates are going to continue to rise and remember we we just had a fed meeting and everyone kind of thinks hey we're going to get two more rate hikes this year and inflation is picking up right remember all the and of course, remember and let me clarify this, the inflation that they care about Race, which is, is stuff going to cost uh, our, our beautiful Fortune 500 companies more money? In other words, in labor being a part of that. Yesterday, I don't know how, but like in the middle of the afternoon, apparently somebody or somebody's decided that it's not going to happen, that there's not going to be any inflation, the inflation share is over, that the Federal Reserve they may be done hiking rates altogether. And I'm like, where did all that come from? And so I started digging in. Tomorrow the Federal Reserve is supposed to release their favorite inflation gauge, right? And this is another thing, right? Why do we have to have eight different inflation gauges? Shouldn't there just be one? (laughs) But their their favorite one, which they call the PCE, that is their, their favorite inflation gauge. Apparently, and I don't know that this is true or not, if it got leaked. If it didn't get leaked, if someone's guessing, if they told people, you know, you, you be the judge. But that number is not gonna be very hot tomorrow. So there you go. This led to the big sell-off. And, and when, when Wall Street sells off, I just wanna let you know why why do bond yields fall on when Wall Street's down? So if you notice these big down days, like when the Dow was down a 1,000, down 700, right? Uh, The bond market, if you're paying attention, the yields fall, which kind of indicates, hey, all these people are rushing in to buy these bonds. What is happening is all the hedge funds, all the companies, because let's face it, all these big companies, they're in the market. They all start heading for the sidelines when they think something really bad is going to happen, and then all of the people that you know, most of America, how are we invested in, in Wall Street? We're in our four hundred one k's. You guys get blasted, right? You guys get blasted with it, and they and they go they go to the sidelines, right? Their their little computer algorithms fire off, and they all just go into the bummer. That's what happened yesterday. It was the first time. I want to say in over a month, well over a month, that the 10-year note closed, the yield closed below 2.8. Right now, the yield on a 10-year note is down to 2.75, and the two-year notes at like 2.25, right? There's less than 50 basis points between them, uh, which means the yield curve is completely flat, which means... Everybody's worried that the great stock market rally is now over. I don't know, but apparently they said they and this is just what the the notes from Merrill Lynch and JP Morgan Goldman Sachs all this stuff, all of their charts are flashing, you know, recession and and I don't know. But something changed midday yesterday and drove all of the the yields on the 10-year note down. And people are now talking about, hey, there's not going to be any inflation. And the Fed's favorite inflation gauge is going to come out real, real weak tomorrow. And there could be a chance that we get less rate hikes versus more rate hikes. So there you go. That That is, that's all I know. Uh, we'll have to wait till tomorrow for that to come out. By the way, as a reminder, tomorrow's the last day of the week. Uh, Friday's Good Friday. We're closed. Uh, then you got Easter Sunday, and, and then uh, on Monday, I guess we'll f- kind of figure it all out as to where things are going. But remember GDP. Let's get back to that today. They said that, hey, GDP was up because consumer spending had the largest jump in years. Then this article came out be this this is an article this is yesterday afternoon this morning GDP came out. Americans may be getting deja vu when they look at their checking account balances. Consumers paid a whopping $34.3 billion in overdraft fees in 2017. It was the largest amount in overdraft fees since 2009, during the, the quote, end of the Great Recession. Apparently, the Great Recession only lasted a little over a year in, 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 uh, in the eyes of Wall Street. The Great Recession started in 08 and ended in 09, by the way. They said that it was an increase of more than 3% from 2016. The uptick doesn't mean more consumers are overdrafting their, their accounts, per se. The culprits are credit unions which have gradually increased their overdraft fees. The overdraft fee at a bank is now $30. By the way, they say that's up 50%. Overdraft fees used to be $20. They're now $30. I don't know. Arlene, do you know what a overdraft fee would is? 30, Arlene thinks it's 30, credit unions, typically lauded for their consumer-friendly practices, aren't far behind. They are now at $29, and they said that's up from $15. Now, they're saying these were, by the way, that was in 2000, the 15th, so I'm not sure They analyze prices at more than 3,800 banks and credit unions. I wonder if that's all of them. I know we're below 5,000. Are we below 4? I don't know. Many consumers don't know it's possible to to avoid overdraft fees. They don't? (laughs) I love these articles. You're right. If you didn't write a check for money you didn't have, you wouldn't have to pay for it. Uh, but the, but nonetheless, they now said half of consumers who have accounts have been charged overdraft fees in the last year. Wow. Half. $37 billion is what the banks hit us in overdraft fees. Think about that. It's an incredible number. $37 billion. But GDP uh, was up because consumers were spending again. It must have been the really rich people. Uh, How about this one? This one was, uh, this was another one that came out talking about student loan debt now. They say, according to the numbers, Student loan debt since 2003 has been the largest increase of any form of debt, more than home loans, which I couldn't believe, right, more than auto loans, more than credit card loans, the single biggest increase in consumer debt since 2003 has been student loans and let's face it right we're indebting the people that are the youngest right the you know and granted oh don't get me wrong people in their 30s and 40s and 50s they, they're taking out student loans as well but the vast majority of these people are what 22 years old or less if scraping up enough beer money was a challenge for American college students, <laughs> new graduates are in for a rude awakening when they realize how much of their paycheck will go towards their school loans. Since 2003, borrowing for education in percentage terms has outpaced all other types of consumer debt, right, we just talked about it, including mortgages, and data released from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. And this is what sickens you. They know. Right? This is their own data. As of the fourth quarter of last year, Student loans represent ten and a half percent of the thirteen trillion dollars in household debt. Wow! Patriot Radio News Hour. I'll tell you what they said about wages for these people next.
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy
0: of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin.
1: Last month, at the annual prayer breakfast in Washington, D.C., President Donald Trump delivered an overtly Christian message that went far beyond the generic talk we often hear from politicians. His words reveal his understanding of how that Christian faith is intertwined with the founding of our nation. Our founders, Trump said, invoked our Creator four times in the Declaration of Independence. Our currency declares, in God we trust, and we place our hands on our hearts as we recite the Pledge of Allegiance and proclaim we are one nation under God. He continued, that is why the words, praise be to God, are etched atop the Washington Monument, and those same words are etched into the hearts of our people. So today we praise God for how truly blessed we are to be American. It is certainly refreshing, after eight years, to hear our President recognize this important connection. But where his speech went next is someplace his predecessors feared to go, specifically and exclusively recognizing the name of Jesus Christ. President Trump continued, as the Bible tells us, we are God's handiwork created in Jesus Christ to do good works. All we have to do is open our eyes and look around us and we can see God's hand. In the courage of our fellow citizens, we see the power of God's love and work in our souls and the power of God's will to answer all of our prayers. All Americans know by now that Donald Trump never fears to be politically incorrect, But this speech veered into a specifically Christian path of salvation through faith. To hear these things from the leader of the free world is encouraging indeed, as the scourge of political correctness and multiculturalism has taken aim at eliminating Christianity from the public sphere. We are uplifted, and we applaud the President for his eloquent and accurate words on our faith and our nation. And we pray for his continued strength in governing our country through these perilous times. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly
0: Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? At phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for
1: listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: The debt problem. And you know the saddest part is when they couldn't saturate older folks with more debt. They went and hit the younger kids with more debt then told them, right, and of course, right at the same time, everybody's got to go to college. If you don't go to college, you're just not going to be able to make it in America anymore. Here's what they said, and and it's hard to believe. Over the last decade the value of student loans outstanding have soared 153%. So (laughs) student loans are growing the size 15% a year, 10 straight years, okay? No inflation. Wages during that same time are up 31%, which, again, if you take inflation, you have no more money today than you did 10 years ago. You just don't. Here's what gets worse. For many recent college graduates, loan payments are the second largest expense behind rent they say mortgage payments, but we know. Come on. Okay. Borrowers who graduated from 2012 through 2017, that's right, just a few months ago, earned a monthly average after tax of 26 hundred and fifty-five dollars a month so after paying for payroll taxes they took home thirty one thousand eight hundred and sixty dollars they've graduated from college you know what that means a lot of them didn't get a real job right they they're driving ubers they're they're bartenders and waitresses This is it. This is from 2012 to 2017. So some of these people, they've been out of college and graduated five years. The average pay after payroll tax, $31,860. By the way, if they're paying their student loan, and I say that for a reason, they would lose $4,779 of that 31. (laughs) Well, almost 32, right? Almost 32. That would leave them with about $27,000 to live on. According to the data from the New York Federal Reserve, half of all student loans are currently in deferment which means (laughs) they haven't started officially saying you're late 11% of all student loans are seriously delinquent which means 90 days or more past due which means 61% 61% of all student loans are not being paid. <laughs> students don't have to typically start making payments until they graduate, yet these deferred payments are still included in the total because a lot of these students can file for a, uh, I guess, some type of grace period. But according to the New York Federal Reserve's own information, graduating from college guarantees, well, I don't guarantee you nothing, <laughs> the average college graduate from 2012 to 2017 makes an average after tax of $31,860. And they haven't paid their student loan yet. If they do, which puts them in the minority. Think about that. Automatically would put you in the minority. Uh, you're making about twenty-seven grand, and 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 this is kind of the thing of you know when we sit there and we talk about how do you really think this is going to work? Who else? I mean. Is it can we slap debt on the high school kids? Is that next? You know, remember when we you during the uh, during the crash and people were talking about my dog got a credit card offer, my four year old son got a credit. I mean, yeah, I do. We is that next? Right. Listen, all these old people—they're loaded up with debt. Right. they are more and more people who enter retirement got mortgage payments, automobile payments. Student, the fastest growing debt of 65 and older, student loan debt, <laughs> it just never goes away. Right? The, the 40 and 50-somethings, they're all loaded up with debt now. Now we've got it all the way down to the, the college kids. Where Where do we go from here? They were talking in this article, and I won't share it all, but they're saying this would take them decades to pay. Decades. And you think about all these jobs that they say require college degrees that don't. Right? I mean, is there any sales job that really requires a college degree? I mean, you're selling a product. Either you can talk the talk and walk the walk or you can't. I don't know. I just thought it was pretty interesting to think about, you know, here we are talking about uh, tenure yields falling because all of these companies now and hedge funds are starting to to doubt we're going to get 3%. Even though we got this great GDP, 2.9 is a good number. I mean, it's not 4 or 5, but I thought that was pretty good. Now, it did say that it was record level of consumer spending, which I think a lot of people are like, well, that means they got to start paying their bills. And by coincidence, overdraft fees now are the highest level since the Great Recession. How about this one? Here's another one. Santa Cruz, California. The beach town. I guess it's a beach town. I don't know. Population, 65,000 grappling with a very sick pension program. A flood of retiring city workers has put a significant strain on already rising pension liabilities. Santa Cruz, which issued a bond. I'll tell you what they did before this new problem hit and what their great new plan is when we get back. So the consumers are tapped. We know the country's tapped. Now we're talking about cities again. Now think about it. the The stock market went up 40% last year. I just want to reiterate 40%. And they're all still broke. And of course, it's not, it's going to go the other way here, but but neither here. That's a different show. So we're talking about Santa Cruz, California. At least I think it's in California. They've been having this pension problem. So they've issued bonds. So, right, when you got a debt problem, let's go to the first card, let's issue more debt <laughs> to try to help. They did that. They increased demand. Uh, for their for their for their workers uh to put uh, how much money they had to put into the retirement system right so they charged people more right to put put money into CalPERS and and shifted uh, a bunch of employees into lower benefit pension plans right so they charged let's see first they borrowed money Then they charged their employees more. Then they shifted all the new hires, right, you don't get the same deal. And then on top of that, they said, hey, you know what, we gotta hike again. You 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 guys gotta pay even more. And yet the pension is now on life support and is declaring a fiscal emergency. The city's finance director said that the that they're proposing to increase the sales tax. <laughs> Again, I told not this is what's gonna happen. But here's what makes I mean, why I'm laughing. Here's what's hilarious. So they've got a, a, a twenty three million dollar problem. They're going to increase the the sales tax. Well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. they they, they Here's the problem, as they, they say, because it's not their fault. Skyrocketing increases in health and retirement cost is to blame. The cost of the pension has gone from 28% of the city's uh, uh, general fund in 2004. Next year, I guess 2020, my bad. In 2020, it'll consume 58% of all the city's revenues. And, And just scratch out Santa Cruz, write your city in there. That's what's happening. So when you think about it, wait a minute. Stock market went up 40%. Isn't the pension plan doing better? No. Because let's face it, no one got 40%. Right, the cities, and they, they invest as bad as we do. Stock market goes up 40%. You look at your statement, and you, maybe you got 20 So here's their proposal. This is what makes it makes it, I think, so funny. Is they want to increase the sales tax, which is not funny, right? Everybody's got to pay sales tax. But they want to increase sales tax by a quarter of a percent and figure it's California, so let's just say they're paying 8%. Now it's going to be 825. That only generates $3 million. It's a $23 million problem. They would have to take that quarter of a percent and, and make it really what they need to do. Forget about a quarter of a percent. we got to add another 2% to get just to get to balance for 2020, and pay no attention that by 2021, 2022, 2023, that 2% increase still won't cover it all. But this is what cities are, are, are really facing. The vast majority of them take your sales tax and just add 25%, and that being even, we may have to add 50%. In addition to that, the city isn't paying to cover the shortfalls to CalPERS. <laughs> I didn't even read that last part, so it's even worse than that. So I guess I'm right. You probably got to double the, sa- the city sales tax. Could you imagine? I mean, California is already the highest tax state, and now you don't get to write all the city and state deductions off of your taxes. I don't know where the money's going to come from. And these cities, they're everywhere. Now you look at everybody that walks out of college with their degree, the average cost of student loans is up 153%. In 10 years, it's growing 15% a year. And according to the Federal Reserve, 61% of people aren't paid. I don't even Where would we go? What would happen? How many more kids would have to move back? Well, most of them probably already live at home. Imagine I'm probably, every college graduate's got to move back home if they're going to pay their student debt. But don't worry. We're going to get right out of this any day now. But we still have a quick look here. The Markets are still split. The NASDAQ is lower, below 7,000. The Dow, which has been seesawing all day, it's up a hundred right now. I guess we won't know anything until about the last hour. Now, now we're down. We used to be, hey, we we traded on the news of the day. Now we gotta wait till the last hour before we we really know what's going on. So the Dow's up ninety. Uh, the S and P is unchanged. The, the Nasdaq's down thirty, which is better than where it was. Uh, gold is down 15 at 1327 silver's down another 27 cents that makes silver eagles another five dollars a roll cheaper today 380 for back date 390 for 2018s at dollars 951 zero592 dollars U.S. Silver Eagles uh, following the market here. $380 a roll for old dates. $390 a roll for 2018. At 800 MS 63 St. Gaudens. Thirteen ninety five, same exact price is an ungraded twenty dollar gold piece MS sixty three Saint. That's why we're the best in the business. Thirteen ninety five on an MS sixty three Saint at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. By the way, I only got fifty of those, so there's fifty mint state sixty threes. PCGS NGC grade, exact same price as our ungraded, you know, our, our raw twenty-dollar gold pieces. I think that's eight, eight or nine grades up from our normal one, all at the same price. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Remember, this is a short week, uh, so my guess is. Now there you go. I just in a matter of a couple of seconds here, the Dow is now only up fifty. Uh, but it's going to be volatile. Uh, I would expect the volatility today and again tomorrow. Everybody's probably going to head to the sidelines over the what I, you know Good Friday in Easter. Uh, that's just be guessing. I don't know uh, the big move in the bond market. Uh, the ten-year note at two seven six, actually losing. Uh, yield. Most of the people yesterday saying that they don't believe inflation, wage inflation is going it exist. It's going to disappear, and the economy is not going to be growing at three percent. And the Federal Reserve may stop the rate hike cycle. I don't know, right? All I can tell you is it's a dumpster fire. Uh, I think Wall Street probably peaked out here. Uh, that, that probably more than anything. Uh, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see if there's any more news on Amazon. Uh, Amazon was down 5%, which is why the NASDAQ is so low today on reports that Donald Trump may be looking at having them having to pay sales tax. Listen, the, the cities and the state they need the money. Right? They gotta get it from somebody. Unless they, the consumer doesn't have anybody. Half of people paid an overdraft fee. We paid. We spent thirty-seven billion dollars on overdraft fees. Record levels of debt. Student loan debt up one hundred and fifty-three percent. Money's gonna have to come somewhere. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is the number to call. Prepare. Get ready, right? We've been talking about this for a long time, right? We're in the very first inning, if you want to use an opening day baseball reference, of the debt cycle where we're just going to see every year, it just gets crippling. People are retiring. Pensions are getting hammered. The nation's broke. The consumers are broke. And the problem is we got record levels of death. 800-9510-592. Patriot Radio News Group. Patriot Radio News Hour. One more day. We'll talk to you then.